Hey, Scott. We have the 4th of July coming up this week. It's the 4th of July. It's this... Well, not Sunday. That's right. Monday? But it's always Monday. weird with podcasting, because yeah, you might be listening to this in 2025. Yeah, we're recording this. The world hasn't it's ended. It's April right now. So we're recording <laughs> April. This. this is April 14th. So, 2020. 2010. <laughs> you don't know. It's a recording. It is a recording. But if you were listening to this the day it comes out, yes. or the couple days leading up to Sunday, July yes. the 3rd, 2022. We won't be there. We're not going to be in the There are no services. Yeah. Enjoy the weekend. Because we're going to be celebrating the Firth. The fourth, fourth. Fourth of July. That's right. America, the flag. So enjoy this weekend. We hope you have a great, safe America. Fourth of July. And we can talk with your family. With the Ellis's, the retired general, John Ellis, and his son Max. It was a great interview. Yes. It was too much for one Fantastic. episode. So we continued it today. But so fascinating. If you're listening to this before Sunday, July 3rd, remember no services. No we'll see you services. back on Don't. the 10th. Come to the convention. Well, I guess you could, but there's nothing. You can't get in. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You get it each week. And you know on social media, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, or the website, thesimplechurch.tv, so you know yeah. all the stuff coming. And up. share it with your family. Hey, <laughs> when you're here, your family. Enjoy this conversation. <laughs> get Part two, <laughs> John and Max Ellis. <laughs> That was Ooh. better than last time. Wow. <laughs> I got high on that. Get that octave that range. Impressive. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for downloading Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. If you've not been listening for a long time, Scott screams like that because Justin used to do it, and Scott tried to carry it on, and it's just now I'm golfing. not been the same. Justin does it very well. But Justin does it way better than I can. <laughs> we are glad you downloaded this episode because Justin's not here, but we have two great guests. Part and, two. And we're back. Back again. If only y'all could have seen Scott's dance. Man. Yes, <laughs> I dance. No, I think it's lucky that they didn't. <laughs> Feel blessed. Max, that voice. Why, why do you not like me, Max? There's Scott, just so much animosity. Here. I think it just it's just part of the relationship here. That's right. Wow, so much because you learned it from Evan. That's oh, one. that's yes, it. Maybe because Evan's it the mean one. Oh, uh-huh, thank you. Max. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was sarcastic. <laughs> I have never been mean to Evan in my life. <laughs> we don't have time for this episode to get into that, but you're hearing the voice of Max Ellis, media intern for the Simple Church, senior at Airline High School, class body president, and son of the general. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to call him the senior media intern. I was like, there's others? That's right. He is yes. the most senior. That's true. Max, thanks for coming back for part two. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Mm. We are here with retired general. Is that the correct term? I don't want to offend retired. you. And I, I just, the, so the t- correct term is John. Okay, we could do that. John Ooh. Ellis. <laughs> Very humble. If you heard part one last week, it was a great part of talking about his story, and we went from Father's Day. You did a video with us, and I'm sure it was the highlight of your professional Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Holy cow. If you've Never. not seen it. Man, I mean, I've, I've been to war. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, been to, I've seen uh, promotions. That was the best thing ever for me. I have to say... Top Gun for Dummies. That watching a high-ranking officer... In the Air Force, play with a model B fifty two with a helmet might on. be the highlight of my life. <laughs> that is the highlight of my life too. Say I mean, so I do that. That's that's how I life. that's how I ran the wing actually. Really? Well, oh, if yeah, you ever just come to our house and at a random time, he's just in his like. <laughs> 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 Everyone stands up at attention. You walk yeah. to the front of the room. Yeah, it's time for your briefing. Yep. 
<laughs> this is how we're going to do it, guys. I was inverted. <laughs> I will put a link to the show notes here. If you've not seen the video, do yourself a favor. Go watch. It was a lot of fun. We appreciate you Thank being you. silly, hanging a, out with thanks us. Thanks for letting yeah. me do that. That was awesome. Oh, it was, was fun. Awesome. But we are talking to you because it was Father's Day. We're talking about Air Force and, again, a lot of people in this area. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are either directly affected in the families or know people have been yeah. around this area. Barksdale is a huge part. And you just have a lot of crazy stories, John. A lot of interesting stuff we were talking to you about. And we're going to continue that today. Okay. All right. Fine. So I'm curious. We'll start this one now. We're in your timeline. You've been promoted. You've moved into career. You're a general. Very few people can say that. What is a day in and a day out of a one-star general in the Air Force look like? All right. So, so first of just all, just one day. One day. Just Pick one day. day. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. May 11th, <laughs> 2014. <laughs> Not too what? warm. What you can you still do? wear a sweater at night. <laughs> the perfect date. <laughs> So, all right, so by the time you get to be a general, you, um, this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but when you're a general or a, or a commander, really, you don't, you don't do anything. You don't make anything, right? You're, you're, you're very much uh, monitoring whatever it is that you're in charge of and making sure that, that all of those, they're, they're kind of called, they're, they are called action officers. Mm-hmm. So there are people of, of lower rank who actually have tasks that must be completed on a, on a day-to-day basis. And how many did you have? Uh, how many? Action officers. Um, I, that reported I, to you. I can't, I, I don't know the answer to that. Okay, a lot. Um, a lot. Yeah. Um, and so they're off doing, doing the business of the nation, Right. But so on a on a routine basis, they'll come in and check in with with the boss and say that we're this is where we are. This is what's the next step. These are the these are the challenges I have or the issues I have. And and so your job is to is to help them to resolve their challenges, knock down the barriers and make sure that they have the tools and the resources they need to do that, to do the the, the hard work that has to be done. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you have meetings all day then? Is it constantly yes. just it's it's it, it depending on what you, you call a meeting. Okay. Right. So you, you have a, a, a conference table, people come down and they give you briefings and you talk through that, or you walk through the halls and you drop in on people and just to just to say hi, make sure that they know that you're you're there to support them. Um, you go out, you, you walk the flight line to see the what's what's going on with the airplanes. So yeah, you are you are out and about most of the time yeah um now everybody has a boss right so the the two star could tell the one star hey i need you to write a paper or to do a thing then you do it right but for the most part you're you're monitoring and managing and helping other people to get to to get all those tasks accomplished are those bosses here were they at the base with you or they oh yeah 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 yeah. so how many like in the hierarchy how many people were above you when you were here and uh so how many other generals i guess yeah there's um so there's a there's a there's a number of generals who are kind of peers, okay, right? Uh, and so there's I don't know there's probably eight or so of those. And then uh, so my boss was a two star general, uh, and then uh, then he, there was a three star and a four star above him. So okay. in my direct chain, there were three other generals uh, above me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Not a lot of people. Not a lot. Um, and yeah. then, are you traveling? Are you going other places? Are you going to the Pentagon? What does that look like for you? Are you working with other bases, or are you pretty much focused here? So I was pretty much focused okay. here. My day to day job was was to to um, to 
manage the the operations that were going on across the across Global Strike Command. So Global Strike Command here, headquartered at Barksdale, four-star commander with a three-star deputy, and then the eighth Air Force commander uh, is here as well. And I work for the eighth Air Force commander. Eighth Air Force is responsible for the organized train and equip of all the bombers in the Air Force, so the, all the B-52s, two bases of B-52s, B-1s, there are two bases, and there's uh, one base of B-2s. So there's five bomber bases, and then we have uh, airplanes that, that run uh, um, uh, airborne operations, we'll say, at Ooh, Omaha. Um, he didn't want to tell us what they did. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Barksdale bubble. That was, we don't want this podcast taken down by the federal that's government. That's what that was. <laughs> right. That was. Yeah. What yeah. word can I use to not say <laughs> what We're going to get do. on a watch list. <laughs> Yeah, so I think uh, I think there's like eleven thousand people in Eight Air Force who wow. who who are responsible for all bomber and and some other kind of operations. So I I was watching the oper the the organization that watches all of those operations. Yeah. Okay. So so kind of important. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little important. Yeah, but somebody else is going to take the fall if I screwed it up. So it wasn't that big a deal. Oh, no. there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> he says that tongue in cheek. How long were you a, a general? Um, he's counting on his fingers. There five we go. All right, five well. years. Yeah, that's it. So yep. we don't have to stick in the journal phase, but Kay. all of your career, we got to hear some stories because you just mentioned a couple offhand the other day. I want to know. So, what are the things that stand out to you? You went to war. You were in Desert Storm. Was that Desert Storm? Was my war? Yep. Yeah. It, well, I was also in uh, um, uh, some of the follow-on uh, Iraqi freedom ones, but that was when I was flying a Global Hawk. Yep. And I, it's really hard for me to say that I was in in the war in Iraq when I would go to the outback in Sacramento for dinner. <laughs> and if you missed last time's episode, he right. would fly remotely, was going. Right. And it was basically, yeah. I mean, a reconnaissance plane yeah, that exactly. you could go, and it was a drone, but it was huge, <sighs> right. 737 yeah. size. Right, exactly. That's No, wild. sorry, I just my it just reminds me, my cousin's married to a colonel, and he just got deployed to uh, Carolina, uh, North right. Carolina, right. for a year. Yeah. Yep. So it, I wonder, but he has one of those jobs where I don't know what he does, mm -hmm. or he can't tell me what he, he does. He operates the Barksdale bubble. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, he just got deployed to like Charleston. Mm -hmm. So I'm yep. sure you've heard the Barksdale bubble. Is there oh, anything yeah. you can tell us on the record about the Barksdale bubble? Yeah. That's it. That's all. Okay. There we go. <laughs> does it exist? <laughs> so talking about the reconnaissance remote. He plans, didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. <laughs> we wow. have in the we have there's Barkstow bubble soap and Barkstow bubble beer yep. and is there really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yep. I'm a supporter. Oh, there wow. you go. I believe in it. But Will Guyton, we talked mentioned last time, was the middle school that pastor at First Bozier. Interesting. In going, but he's in Fort Smith, and I think there's okay. a drone program there. There is, and yep. his church. He's constantly talked with a couple guys that I mean, they're going and flying missions, and then come home at night and right. with their families, and just kind of the mental toll on that, and going right. through, and it's just fascinating. It's a different different time for sure. Like the way Absolutely, you said that. fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so what? What's in your the, career? What are some things is, that stand out? What on, is? Hold on. Oh. What is the thing that stands out in your career? What is the one thing that you go, man? It can be a funny story. I'm memorable. Glad I was a part of that. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't think I have one that stands out. I okay. Mean, so uh, I. I just was was blessed to be a part of of that thing that was a calling to me for so long, and the people that I got to meet and the, and the things that I got to do. Uh, and and Max is pointing at himself. Max, so. Max, Max has got something. So. Max rolled when you said oh, yeah. that. Max rolled his eyes and goes, <laughs> I, "I have got, something I got for it. Max. Speak it. on your father's behalf." When he was the wing commander, 
He was the three seven bomb wing at the time when he was in uh, charge. I forgot about that. He was that that was the first reserve bomb wing to ever become nuclear certified. Hmm. That's a pretty big deal. That is I a pre- big deal. I guess I forgot about that. And that, that's a big deal. So that's the most. That is the most professionally. Prof, that's the highest professional accomplishment that I think I could have. And were you kind of the one leading that? Were I you was. Those? Yeah. Yeah. And so in uh, a couple years before I got there, the the government, the 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 Department of Defense, made the decision that the three hundred seventh bomb wing here would would be certified to uh, to participate in in the nuclear war plan. No reserve uh, wing had ever been uh, certified to to participate in nuclear combat before, and so it was my job to walk the wing through that. And, and you did it, and we did it. Um, it. It was it was a fantastic accomplishment. We got all kinds of neat uh, uh, recognition for that. In fact, there's a there's a painting in the Pentagon uh, that commemorates it. Huh. So, be- as a result of this, is it this you with like a bald eagle on your arm? It, it's his airplane. <laughs> it has his patch on it. Nice. Really? Yeah, yeah. So they they made a. Uh, I have a picture on my phone, but yeah. So oh, it, wow. it's a yeah. It's a it's a picture, and, and you can read. You can see my patch. We'll post that picture. Okay. So make sure you send it to us. Yeah. We have the a copy of the painting at our house. I was going to ask awesome. that. Do you have a copy, or yep. you just go visit it every now and again and go on Christmas usually? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like the have, Louvre, have Christmas <laughs> have Christmas under the painting every year. That's what we do. Depending, you know. They, they Santa Claus puts all of our yeah. presents there. Absolutely. <laughs> I've never had a painting commission about anything yeah. I've done. Wow. That's right. Scott, what if I'm going to church paintings? I'm going to do. I'm going to commission painting. Please do. Chris Hop. We'll get Chris Hop to make something of yeah, Justin. We definitely, you don't want me painting. <laughs> no, for sure. So you talked about, though, people you've met, things along the way. Right. Were you... Did you meet presidents? Did you go and meet like secretaries of defense? What are kind of the people that you met along the way that no, were? No, so I, I never, I, I don't think I ever met anybody. Bump shoulders and no, no, I was never level. any of that stuff. All right, nope. so you Max, told me, so, but general. So I mean, did he meet yeah. anybody? Uh, I remember a story from when he was like I don't know, captain or major or something, whatever. He was in the Pentagon, and he was him and his buddy were lost, oh, I, yeah. and they turn around to find directions, and his head slammed right onto the ribbon rack. Of the commandant of the Marine Corps, <laughs> um, and the commandant gave them directions. I think that's yeah. a good story. So, oh, wow. so yeah, the ribbon rack you wear over your chest, right? So, so this guy was so big that my my face essentially hit him right in the chest. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, bounced and, off him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was uh, uh, General Peter Pace. He was the com- commandant of the Marine Corps. I think he was actually ended up eventually as the chairman of the. Uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff. But. Wow. Which commandant of the Marines would be the guy of the Marines, correct? Right. Yeah, he's yeah, the, the he's actual, the commanding, yeah. the top general in the Marine Corps. Wow. Right. Yeah, and he was real nice about kicking us out of the Pentagon, helping us. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your way. That's right. So you told me, though, a story. You met Chuck Yeager, somebody that people might know. And was I, not yeah, a, I did. Not meet, a positive experience. Well, uh, he, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Yeager was an exceptional pilot, and all you had to do to find out I was ask him about it. Oh, he yeah. would tell you. He, huh? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a. Um, he, he he was a challenge to deal with. Um, I mean, so here's some stories. He he lived. This is when we were in California, and he lived up in the foothills, and he had an airplane. So uh, when he wanted to come to the Air Force Base there, uh, he would just fly his airplane and land on the on the runway, whether or not he had permission. <laughs> Absolutely, he just he would just call the tower and say, "This is this is Chuck. I'm landing now," and and there was nothing they could do to stop him. So he wow. just did what he wanted. <laughs> You're not going to arrest Chuck Yeager, right? Not going to arrest yeah. Chuck Yeager. <laughs> nope. That's 
That takes chutzpah. Just yeah, like, well, gonna, but he had that. That's, that's right. He had. That's one of the things he had. Yeah, a lot I'm of. Chuck Yeager. I'm landing my plane. That's right. I'll do what yeah. I want on a military base. <laughs> Wonder if he ever did that in Area 51. You know what, guys? I'm landing. Deal with it. I bet he did. I mean, because you know he was a test pilot. He probably yeah. he probably did all that kind of stuff. That's wow. right. So Ooh, that hold on, hold oh, on, yeah, wait. <laughs> Can you tell us what's in Area Fifty One? I don't know what's in Chuck Area. Yeager. Have you ever That's been to Area Fifty One? No. <laughs> you no. thought he passed Somebody away? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Somebody find Chuck. He's still there. He's there. Oh, but man. I do know some guys who have been to Area Fifty One, yeah. and they sign paperwork says they'll never tell anybody anything. Really? And and they stick to that. I was going to ask you. Did they tell you? Nope. You can't yeah, write them out well, now. What they did tell me is I signed a letter saying I, I would can't go to tell jail you. for the rest of my <laughs> life if I tell you, so I'm not going. Our neighbors on base, they used to, they were, they were kids. I was good friends with them, but one of the things that I did not enjoy was they would brag to me and be like, well, my dad knows more than your dad does about Area 51. And I was like, well, I don't think my dad knows anything. It's so a weird flex, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. <laughs> All right, good for, good for you. Yeah, that's what right. do you know about Area 51? Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. So chutzpah is a good way to sum up. We are all about Top Gun here. We made the Top Gun video. <laughs> How true do you feel like I Top Gun? I know it's Navy, smart. but yeah. do you feel like fighter pilots, the stereotype, is that really accurate? Do you think that that's what pilots in general, Top Gun is a good reflection of Navy pilots or just pilots in general? So, uh, he was in the Air Force, not in the Navy. I know. Well, so, so pilots overall, thank you. Yeah, so that. pilots overall, I, I, was, I was just joking with Suzanne the other night. I, you know how you're halfway through a date with a pilot? How he goes? Oh, all right, so that's enough about me. Let's talk about you. So tell me, what do you think about me? Oh, that's so, a pilot in a nutshell. Yeah. Huh? So that's pilots, regardless of what they are. But but all pilots, pilots are people, right? So there's great ones. Sure. There's, there's it's hard to ones. There's all stereotypes. But but fighter pilots tend to be a little more aggressive, a little bit more Type A personality, um, and uh, you know a little bit more. Uh, in your face, if you will. Cocky. Uh, we, they are taught to be that way in pilot training because at some point in their career, they're going to go one-on-one with somebody. And if they don't believe to their core that they're the best pilot on the Air Force, in the, uh, best pilot on the planet, they're probably going to get killed. Mm. So, so there's a reason that they are that way. We, t- yeah. we, we teach them to be that way because they have to be that way. Bomber pilots, not so much. Transport pilots, not so much. Yeah. You know, so but fighter pilots, fighter pilots, yeah. they, we we trans- different come yeah. from a different cloth. Scott different, would yeah. be a great fighter pilot. <laughs> Scott is very self confident. <laughs> I am not confident at all. I, <laughs> I can't even get through that. Sentence. Yeah, we couldn't even. <laughs> we call I'm, Scott. I'm overconfident. I'm I'm a seventy percenter. Scott's nickname around the office yeah. is seventy because I, I and really I'm not confident because like I'm actually that confident. I just believe my own lie uh, to myself. He gaslights himself. Yeah, yeah I exactly. gaslight myself. He's really good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like is you know, there's a famous example. Won't go into too much detail because the podcast is about you, but not and not me. Even though I'm it's talking about me, bordering but, uh, fighter pilotish. Yeah, but uh, we needed some water bottles. Justin said, "I think they're in the storage unit." I said, "You're wrong." We go to the storage unit. I said, "They're not in there." He lifts up the door. Every single of them right there. And he looked at me. He said. Where are the water bottles? I said, they're not in there. He said, come here and look. Oh, gosh, we laughed till we cried. I was wrong. I was <laughs> That's wrong. right. At least I can admit, though, well, that yeah, I was yeah. wrong. And yeah. he's been yeah. that way a long time because on a mission trip, early on when you were still in high school, one of Justin's favorite stories is when you were talking about the weather. 
I don't remember that story. When you're standing on the roof? Oh, that was to be funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was to be funny. We're standing on a roof in Nashville, and I looked at Justin, and I was just being silly because I was like, that's a strong north wind coming out of the east. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked off into the distance, and it was just that perfect timing. Oh, gosh, we laughed. No, I, that was just me being funny. Yeah, that was, on purpose. Yeah, that was yeah. on purpose. I was. I did not think the north wind came out of the east. Good to clarify. Just Good. On the yeah. So yeah. 70% of what Scott says you can believe. There you, you just don't know right. what that Probably 30% less is. Than that. Yeah. Probably less than that. <laughs> All right, so Max, we'll go back to you. Your dad is a general. You've gone through this. Do you have anything that stands out as something that was really cool that you got to be a part of or see with him or something that's a highlight as you look back and see, like, man, that was really something. Like, I know the retirement ceremony, Justin and John Ratt, you said it was pretty powerful speaking about it and yeah his uh every time he speaks i'm i'm always impressed um but his retirement like, like was even when you're at the house and you can say <laughs> yeah he just comes out and clean your room like, and, yeah. wow <laughs> um i'm but, reminded of a story <laughs> <laughs> chuck yeager once told me <laughs> but i remember uh his retirement was pretty special um his so it's called a finny flight it's the it's a the last time a pilot is flying and they'll fly the, like uh, there's pictures of his him flying his airplane through and the the fire department comes and sprays the water hose over it and everything and when you when the pilot comes out of the plane so it was i think it was just me and my sister who were spraying who got to spray him with the fire hose and his command chief was spraying him with a bottle of champagne and everything and it was just kind of events like that that are pretty special um one of my favorite that always whenever we meet somebody that used to work for him or I will meet somebody that used to work for him and they always just remark on how good of a boss he was, how he was one of their favorite people that uh, they've ever worked for and all this. And that's pretty special to to have that. I mean, um, he's actually not that great. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't want to get a big head. <laughs> I think he's pretty good. <laughs> Live with him, Scott. Live with yeah. him. Oh. No. But yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot. I don't think there was ever just like a specific thing that yeah, I remember, but, cool but just kind of... Uh, growing up around that and you know I having a lot I have a lot of friends who you know their parents were officers too so or their parents were chiefs or this or whatever and I they don't ever I I think it might just be me that I just had a different perspective on it but it was pretty special to to grow up with that that my whole life pretty much he was in some sort of command position yeah. Yeah. and so it was kind of a just a different culture to be around it was pretty special and led people well yeah, yeah and led people well enough for you meet them now, and they're yes. not. When they don't have to, yeah. they're still complimenting. Yes. Yeah. Hey, by the way, your dad, not so great. Yeah, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> they just punch you and walk yeah. away. I don't know why. <laughs> What's <laughs> your last name again? Ellis. <laughs> hate that guy. Yeah. But, John, something we talked about is when we were shooting this video a couple weeks ago was how many of your bosses do you feel like are people that you worked under were good bosses versus bad and leadership in general? And you had, I think, a really interesting take on the lack of leadership or maybe the the – the, not the right way that we train people to be leaders. Right. Yeah. So, so we don't haven't done a great job uh, in the military anyway of of laying a foundation for leadership. So the way all of the 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 entirety of my leadership training before I became a squadron commander was the guy said you you're going to go do the thing. I think it's out in California. Good luck. Wow. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was essentially they, they kicked me off a bus and then I was on my own. Uh, so all of my leadership training was was kind of self-study. I used myself as a as a case study and I would read everything I get my hands on, you know, and and uh, uh, it, it was really just kind of um, feeling my way along. Uh, and my my guiding light was always what how would I want somebody to lead me hmm. 
Uh, and, and, you know, I, I had lots of fits and starts and stumbles and, and failures. And, um, uh, the, I, I guess some of it, some of it worked because people didn't hate me a lot. <laughs> That's a low bar. I would say people really liked you and have been complimentary. Oh. And I know you're very humble about it, but from all indications that I can tell and people we've talked to and it's hearing things from Max, well, I appreciate you were a great leader. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll say it for you. Well, yes. yes. I'm not going to say it. That's Thanks. right. That's fine. We'll say it for you. Yeah. So what do you think is the answer to that? How do we fix that? Because I think it's not just the military. I know it's what you know. But right. just overall, I think as a whole, the country, we feel like there's a lack of leadership. And I think about working with students and the last 10 years of student ministry and finding leaders and helping to grow and develop younger people. Max is making hand gestures. I don't know what he's doing over there. So maybe not. But <laughs> We're I, having a private conversation. Okay. Yeah, that's good yeah, on the podcast. Just, Thanks. You so. two just talked. <laughs> Max and I were talking. So what do you think? How do we fix that? What is something that we can do overall as a society or how do we go and try to make better leaders okay so um or what's something you did to help people under you well, so i think i think what what society has has kind of lost sight of a little bit is the golden rule hmm. i think if you always treat people the way you want to be treated then it doesn't matter what your position is right so you become uh when you become in in the military so there's a difference between being a leader and being a commander hmm. right so there's only one commander right the commander has special authorities he has responsibility and accountability that nobody else in the unit has but everybody is a leader right so there's if you're gonna when when you begin to identify someone to put into a formal leadership role what i what i would think of as a commander role then you you have to you have to give him the 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 technical training to know what his job is and when i say he or guy i'm it's a genderless term yeah. right so they need to know what their job is but they have to have the emotional intelligence to be able to deal with people right and and emotional intelligence it turns out can be can be trained to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. So there's uh, a couple of guys named Kuzis and Posner wrote a book called The Leadership Challenge. And, and they studied 10 or 100,000 people and they came up with a list of, of things that good leaders do. And so you can teach some leadership. You know, yeah. you, may, you, you might not take a zero to a hundred, but you can take a 50 to an 80. Yeah. Right? Do you know you John Maxwell? Yeah, absolutely. Law of the lid, right? Exactly. Is that you can right? raise them up and try to help them to be better. Exactly right. Natural so, ability. So I, th I think there's some, there's some academic training you could do. There's some situational training you can give them. But I think, uh, I think it all comes down to just treating people the way they should be treated. Mm. Uh, and, and then I used to. Not I, entitled. No, 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 no. But look at me. I have exactly. this title. I and have that's this. The, that's the challenge. When when somebody with great power comes, comes great, great respons responsibility. responsibility. But most of the time what it comes with is an entitlement mm. attitude. Yeah. And that's a challenge. Absolutely. I think part of the problem is when you start talking about leadership, your son and Scott both got on their phones and zoned out just now. I'm not getting I that. that. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. And, no. they have been, and they have been winking at each other. That's right. <laughs> And making secret hand gestures. Uh-huh, yeah. Unfortunately, well, I have heard this all before. Yeah. Unfortunately, my and phone... you can hear it again. <laughs> we've got a lot going on right now, uh, and my yeah. phone has yeah. been blowing up. I just had to put them on blast right there. Yeah, I so appreciate it. I was turn, listening. I'm going to turn Okay, it. well, as a leader, Scott has a lot going on, so... Yeah. <laughs> he can't just stop everything to do this podcast. Well, I, but I'm trying... <laughs> but I'm going to brag on Max for a minute yeah. because Max has been working for me now, and I, I've always thought very Apparently highly he of Max. Listen. That's right. Now, see, your dad just got <laughs> yeah. on his phone and is ignoring yeah, exactly. talking about you. Oh, 
<laughs> no, in all seriousness, Max has been great, and I see all kinds of leadership ability in him. It's why I hired him, reached out to him about this job, and I think you've done a great job, John, with Max. And I know it's a team, it's a village, and all these different things, but as a dad of you it's raising him, it takes a village. Did you grow up in a village, Max? I did. <laughs> a military in village. In Russia. Air Force village. Oh, Russia. We were undercover whole time oh that'd be a whole nother cool podcast yeah. but really cool max is podcast. a great young man i really am impressed and been thankful to have max and do it and i don't see a lot of students that are leaders that i feel like max is now and again it can always be better you're the only one <laughs> it all on you your student body president you're doing something right you just showed up maybe and you were in the right place at the right time but i really do think he shows a lot of that leadership and it's really cool seeing that from you and i know whether he pretends like he's listening or not that he's picked up pretends that from you that's right he's just zoned out <laughs> so, right now so but. max do you want to be a general no <laughs> There you go. I'm, I'm, there are lots of things you can do and not be a general. Yes, so. I actually like when I. They're still considering like looking at the military life, seeing the difference in him being a colonel, even not being a wing commander, just being a colonel in general, and being a general and being a colonel or being a general. I don't think that's ever something I would want to do. It's mm-hmm. just a lot, and yeah. it it's so. I think what I saw was, and just learning this from other things as well is kind of losing sight of what's really important. Not that he did that, but just You see how it happens. um, A lot of it, the focus does not necessarily stay on the Air Force or doing best for the airmen. A lot of times I think it becomes so political. Right, and you're around all the... And there's a... I'm going to sound old, but like MASH, so that show. (laughs) (laughs) So Alan Alda, what a great show. Um, so there's a part in that where uh, Colonel Potter, or whatever, yes. he says he hates other colonels because all the colonels just want to become generals, and he hates all the generals because generals want to get more, like more yeah. mm. stars or whatever right. it is. And I think that was true, kind of growing up around that and seeing that that I didn't know, and all the stories I heard, and all the sort of you know driving home from an event and hearing him talk about somebody that really is not it's he's not saying it to me, but in general, the people about a that. <laughs> That's what this podcast can be called in general. Oh, mm. <gasps> you could start your own podcast. Uh, he should start. Not me. Yeah. It's just I me know, talking. I pointed about at you, but <laughs> my dad told me no. one time. <laughs> yeah, in uh, general, with General John Ellis. But yeah, kind of. I think it's just a. That's not an easy job. Yeah, and there's a lot of extra yeah. stuff that doesn't need to be there. That's All why right. I'm a yes man, <laughs> not a general. There but you go. Speaking of things that aren't easy. Well, we're going to wrap on this because you told us. Are you going to do a wrap? Uh, no, I don't think I will. But if you, you want to. You said you're going to wrap yeah, on that's it. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm just. You, I'm, I'm Ill- to use the literal? correct term, I think, did not successfully land. <laughs> what was the term? Uh, you, I couldn't remember. I lost it. What was your correct your jargon? Your face. Your face. <laughs> I know. I lost it. I, it was like talking to, to a patient. Words coming Jeez, out of my I, mouth. I wish you could see. Yeah. Uh, what and was your term you used? Unanticipated for? termination to a flight event. There yeah, we go. Something like that. One was recent. Uh, well, yeah. I heard. Well, re- post your military ish. career, right? You started yep. flying, mm-hmm. and you were doing smaller planes, right? Yep. Yep. And, and what happened? And, last and we're out of time. Thanks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Engine came right out of the plane. That's right. <laughs> flew out. Uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I don't know how much. I guess you can edit out if it gets too long, right? So sure. yeah. I was um, one of the things you have to do when you fly small airplanes before you can go somewhere at night with passengers is you have to do you have to practice night landings, right? And then, yeah. So I'd done all the other stuff. My airplane had been getting fixed. It took almost a year 
to do some upgrades on the airplane. I got it back. I was real excited. When and I you had bought your own plane? Bought my you own were airplane. Chartering people? Were you trying? No, 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 to, no, okay, no. Not just, yet. no but just so we had 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 uh, uh, plans to to use it for family travel. Nice, right? Yep. Uh, so I'd flown it uh, uh, some since I got it back. It flew it like four days in a row and flew with an instructor and that and the other. So I, I felt pretty good. Uh, so the only thing left to do before I can start taking the family wherever I want to go in whatever w- weather I want to go in is is do night night landings. So I went out and I flew a couple of night landings. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one that was going to be my last one, I wasn't real happy with it i didn't fly it i was a little fast i was a little long i just did it, it wasn't it wasn't great so i so okay i'm just going to do one more and i'm not going to get fast i'm not going to get too high i'm going to make sure everything's just just nailed uh and so uh it's nighttime so you can't see much right except the the runway uh and um kind of a long story short is i i flew through a tree i hit a tree with my airplane uh like the bottom of it the wing well, so there he was is flying damage. upside down, so it was the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loss. Wow, that's the wrong way to do a landing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hit the I hit the top part of the tree yeah. <laughs> with the bottom part <laughs> of the airplane. Kind of the bottom part of my airplane, and the, I mean, there's damage on the propeller all the way back to the end of the back of the airplane. And I, so you did know, you just like did it just shoot just shoot you straight down to the ground, or did you? No, no. So it you know I'm 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 flying around, uh, uh, coming around to land on the air on the runway. And I see the the tree kind of rise up in my in my windscreen. Mm. So I pushed in all the power and I pulled way back on the yoke and I kind of went from a nose down attitude to swapped it so I'm kind of belly up and I hit the airplane, hit the tree, belly up to it and smashed through it. Um, and then uh, I w- from there, I was too close to the runway to make a safe landing. I thought, well, and so I had to kind of fly it around and I had some issues. Um, so it, it, it dented the, it, there's a little dent in the propeller. There's dent in both wings. The, the, the ailerons were, were catching. So they they didn't roll back left and right. Correct. It would, it would jam. So I couldn't turn one way or the other. Uh, the rudder wow. was working. Okay. The elevator, I tore most of the elevator off one side. So like the last 18 inches of the elevator on one side. So it doesn't go up and down just right. There's no trim. Uh, the engine worked is fine, uh, so I kind of had to. But you landed. Okay. Had to, to kind of wrestle it back around yeah. and land the airplane. Wow. And, uh, and so I mean, I bet you that tree was like, oh man, what just happened? And so does like instant kick in when that happens? You're just oh, going yeah. on adrenaline, and like yeah. later, do you like, oh my gosh? I well, so crashed. so yeah, I mean, it was it. So the the adrenaline's immediate, yeah. right? So I saw the tree. There's a lot of adrenaline. Smash! I'm through it. Right. That's about how long it took. Tree. Oh no! Smash! Done. Right, and then I'm flying oh, no. again. I have to figure out, but yeah, afterwards there's the you know adrenaline lasts a long time. Yeah, so I was still I was still shaking. Uh, several hours later, after all of the police cleanup, all that stuff, and get back in the air, in the truck, and I'm driving home. So yeah, um, I, it was um, I, I was still kind of uh, amped uh, sure. when I was driving home from from the airport when all was said and done. Uh, and that's um, you know we we haven't we haven't talked about about faith much yeah. in this, but uh, you know, look I'm you know I I don't I don't pray, I talk to God like He's sitting next to me, hmm. right? So on the way home, that's that you know I was like okay God I uh, I know you, I I don't know what the lesson is, I'm open to learning it, but you know this is this is 
definitely, definitely your hand in this. Um, if I had been just a couple feet lower, if I'd have been just a couple knots slower, uh, I probably would have killed myself. Mm. If I'd have been in a different airplane, different kind of airplane, you know, my the airplane I had was it's pretty sturdily built. Uh, it's it they call it in the, the SUV of the sky because you can throw anything in it and go anywhere. Uh, if I'd have been flying a, you know, a, a smaller, less sturdy airplane, it probably would have come apart when I hit the tree, uh, which has you know uh, disastrous results. Yeah. Yeah, so that was scary. all. It was all very much hand to God stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, ha- I have, uh, um, that's just one more example of my entire life has been nothing bad has ever happened to me, right? I, you know, we all have things that have gone on in our lives, uh, but nothing bad has ever happened to me because everything that has happened to me has brought me to where I am today. Mm. And without one of those things, without one of those uh potential disasters in real time then i don't i don't end up in in this place where i am with a fantastic family and great friends and a and a you know a, a church home and and you know a couple of knuckleheads to make a video with <laughs> that's a great way to look that is it. well look i know we said we're gonna wrap but since you brought it up perfect, i do just want to know then how your faith came through as a general as a leader as a colonel how did that play out what do you feel like it was Something that you were open with? Do people know? Were you outspoken? Are you allowed to be? How did that play out in your leadership with your personal faith? Literally went around and just threw Bibles. <laughs> Here's your Bible. So I, I, I didn't, I was not um, uh, actively overt about it. Right. I didn't walk down the hall saying, bless you, bless you. But, but I would, I would, when I had a chance, every time I would, I would speak in public, I would close with, uh, you know, something along the lines of, you know, wh- whatever deity is important to you. Um, as for me, I thank God for the things that I have, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So then uh, just think of that be simple church. You found simple church. How did you get connected with us? And then we'll really wrap for real. Well, so we uh, we met uh, um, Angie at some Six Flags thing right after we moved here. Some and then we started coming thing. to like a Simple trip. Church. Yeah, yeah. There, were, there, there was a school trip to Six oh, Flags. My sister to and Hannah yeah. went, were friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Molly and, and Hannah, Hannah were friends. Oh, he almost went... Um, what are you... <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Oh, no, no, because they were in Stockwell at the time. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm, and, sorry, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry because they went to Cope now. for yes. a little while. Yeah, yeah I went to Cope. That's why. Me too. Mm-hmm. So that's how we went. We yeah, met, and we just got cool. invited to the church, and, and we kind of kind of go. And I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, a cyclical attender, mm-hmm. if you will. Sure, right. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're Everybody glad is. when you are. Yeah. It is for sure. <laughs> but that's how we that's how we got there, and it's been uh, uh, Justin and John have been wingmen for me since I got there. And it's just been fantastic. Yeah, and can we also give a shout out to your friend Danny, who helps us out on Father's Day? Danny's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yep. What's his last name? I-L-O. A-I-E-L-L-O. Yeah. Danny. He brought some, brought some really cool little race cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And so, helped us with video and all that. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, he it was great. fantastic. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, because he was like, hey, see this Ferrari if you want to use it. He's fine. Like, mm-hmm. wow, not many people would do that. Yeah, if I had a Ferrari, I probably wouldn't Ran the Ferrari into an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the handprint. <laughs> we had to delete the video for yeah. legal reasons. Sorry about the dent, Danny. <laughs> My bad. 
<laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for talking with us. I think it was a great conversation. Yes, it was. Very interesting. Not many times we get to speak to General Scott. Nope. No. Well, don't you ever do it again. Yes, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. sir. Fact, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've ever spoken to a general other I know than I have General it. John Ellis. That's right. So thanks for downloading this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church. We appreciate you listening, and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Make sure you subscribe mm-hmm. wherever you listen. And maybe I'll be there. I hope you will. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll be alive? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>